Hey, it's your boy, the Big Aristotle Shack, and this is the Prime Time Podcast from the Bros Who Think Network. Bitches. What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Prime Time Podcast. My name is Charles Reese, your host, and today, as always, after LSU Games, I am joined by Josh Lemoyne. Josh, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Another another good LSU win, so I'm happy. Yep, another LSU win. Uh, LSU covers. There's lots to talk about. Um, I know everyone's talking about the defense. We'll save that towards the end. But we'll do our weekly recaps, as we always do. Uh, Josh, just initial thoughts on the game uh, after LSU beats Vanderbilt 66-38. Initial thoughts, uh, just to be pretty quick, I thought, you know, offense keeps rolling, Charles. It keeps, it, you know, it it looks the part, like they said it would be, and uh, man, it, it's it, lo- it looks amazing. Uh, Joe continues to be the top of the Heisman race. No complaints there. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Charles, um, the tackling. That, I know we'll get more into that, but that's the thing I we can cover more in the show. But they got to clean up the tackling on the defense, and uh, still some issues out there on the, on the back end trying to uh, cover some of these guys. Yeah, you know. I- there's definitely the defensive issues that we'll get to. The offense, mm-hmm. you know, offense continues to roll. Um, people want to say, you know, why are we throwing the ball? Why aren't we, you know, establishing the run more? Mm-hmm. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 106 yards on the ground this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, LSU had 181 rushing yards. You know, they, they did run the ball. But why beat something or, or stop doing something that is working so well for you? You know, Josh, this offensive passing attack, is unstoppable right now. I don't see why you would want to alter that at any point this season. No, I mean, Charles, I, I said this to a couple of people today. You know, LSU, they, LSU needs to run the ball a little more. I'm like, that's not what we do. So I have a lot to say this week on this show. So many people are stuck in the past, Charles. They, they think this is, this is LSU from the 80s and 90s and early. We, you have, we have to stop thinking of it like that. Okay, this is this is a different LSU offense, and they're going to continue to throw, and they're going to throw it and throw it and throw it because that's what we do. I mean, we're, that's the offense that we've had. We've always wanted to get used to it. You're not going to see the ground and pound like we used to. Um, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. You wanted to spread, here it is. You know, and and look at this stat, Josh. You know, you you talk about what LSU did. Uh, LSU wants to be fifty percent. Coach O's mm-hmm. always said that. But games will dictate how you do that. And, yes, LSU right. run the ball a lot at the end of the game. But you look at 50%. They ran the ball 36 times. They threw it 38 times. That's pretty yep. close to 50-50. Yeah. No, that's, you're absolutely right. I just think I, we've been so brainwashed, you know, for so many years um, that, you know, what, but eventually we got to get into the eye formation, don't we, in the fourth quarter? No, no. Because we don't practice that. We practice the spread. So we're going to continue to run the spread until it's no time on the clock in the fourth quarter because that's what LSU does now. So people are coming around. They're just – I think they're just slow because they can't believe that we're, we're scoring 60-some points and we're still throwing, you know what I mean? So, But, look, personally, I'm enjoying it. Josh, the, the one concerning thing to me, though, from this game – that, uh, and it's maybe more of a season-long issue, mm-hmm. is, yes, LSU uh, forced two turnovers, but they also gave the ball up twice. You know, LSU is is at even right now in, in terms of the turnover margin. I expected this team to be, like, plus four or five right now. Look, I, I expected some turnovers 
on the offensive side, Charles, and that's due to us, you know, learning this new offense. You seen the one with Clyde? It was just it was just a mishandle by Clyde. He fumbled it right there at the goal line. Easy touchdown for Vandy. I kind of expected some of that, Charles. I, I actually thought Joe would have more interceptions just because we're throwing it so much. Um, but what I would I you know I didn't expect. I thought the defense would be we would you know we'd have more interceptions, you know, more strips of the ball. That's the concerning one for me. Is we're you know we don't have that yet this year and uh, you know we're going to need that as we get into conference play we need more interceptions we had a couple drops yesterday so hopefully LSU can continue to grow they had a couple turnovers they did get yesterday but look I don't know Charles maybe correct me but I think Stingley dropped two he caught one so we could have had four or five yesterday yeah you know Josh I saw what you posted today about how Derek Stingley is up there in terms of pass breakups on the season Mm -hmm. in college football He'd probably be a little low on that list if he caught all the interceptions he should have caught. <laughs> he would be, I said that, too, that he would be leading the country probably in interceptions, you know, um, if, if he caught them all. But he, he's in a position – he's going to start catching those. I mean, we, he's still a true freshman. It kind of blows my mind, but he's, he, he's a special talent. Well, Josh, let's get into a couple of stats before we get, you know, deep into the scoring drives. LSU has 599 yards of offense. Uh, they gave up 374 um, Passing-wise, LSU gained 418 yards. Talked about Joe Burrow, 25 for 34, 398 yards, six touchdowns. Josh, I, I thought you know maybe Burrow could have come out earlier. Had people messaging me about this, like why is Burrow still in there? Look, if you want to win, have a Heisman winner, he's going to have to get some stats like he got this weekend. Uh, you know, the completion percentage wasn't what we wanted to see. I think at the end of the day, but Josh. The six touchdowns, that's what is going to keep him at the end of the season when you look at him and he has 40 touchdowns. You say, man, those six against Vanderbilt, those extra two we got, maybe the reason that he's ahead of two at the end of the day. Yeah, no, you you, you were dead on. Charles, I think you tweeted something like that in um, <laughs> during the game you know, uh, about Joe, that he had to put some stats up like that to win the Heisman. Look, this is – this. The team, it's it's kind of like running a business, you know what I mean? A, a big business in a sense that that Coach O is looking at this as an opportunity for, hey, if I can say that I have a Heisman Trophy, or just get him there at you know at the Heisman Trophy and he's up there on stage and all that, that mm-hmm. is so good for recruiting, Charles. Mm-hmm. And you know this, that if you can – LSU gets quarterbacks up there for the Heisman now, it's, it's a tool as well. That's how O is looking at it. He's looking at it in that sense as well. That, like you said, I want to keep my guy up there in that race. It looks great for recruiting. That's another tool that he can use to bring some of these top recruits in. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it, look at Tyron Matthew up there. That helped so much with recruiting. So much. Yes, but, it did. you know, a defensive back. That's not an offensive player. And, mm-hmm. you know, that could bridge the gap and say, man, look at how many Heisman winners LSU's had. One. And, and you talk about how many they've had at, at that ceremony. It matters more when you have a quarterback or a running back up there. And look, mm-hmm. you had Leonard Fournette up there, but Leonard Fournette's not going to get you, you know, a Joe Burrow to come to LSU. There's a reason why Joe transferred to LSU, right? Joe Burrow never looked at LSU from the beginning, you know? And so you look at that and it's like, man, LSU used to get elite quarterback prospects. This offense is going to do it, but having a Heisman winner or a guy that's in like the top two or three of that Heisman race at the end of the season is really going to help even more. So I'm right there with you. Look at some of the things that the receivers did. Um, Justin Jefferson went out after getting that ankle injury, mm-hmm. and Terrence Marshall went out after his uh, foot injury where he fractured a bone in his foot. But Jamar Chase, man, Jamar Chase was unstoppable. Four touchdowns, 229 yards on 10 receptions. It's what we talked about at the beginning of the season. 
You know, we, we thought he was going to have this type of year, and, and he is. No, he is, Charles. And, you know, LSU is loaded at the position. We're finally starting to see all that talent, you know, come into play with, uh, with this offense. It's allowing these guys to you know, use their talents. Uh, but he, when you watch him, Charles, he, he comes across on the field. And we, we spoke about this now for weeks uh, and even before the season kicked off that we kind of thought, and when you look at them all, he's kind of got that it factor, you know, the NFL type type factor, the second gear, um, you know, so in watching it, it, it he was just unstoppable. And I, I just think that's going to be, we're going to continue to see this as the season moves along. He's just, he's a talented young man. Well, let's go ahead and look at the scoring drives. Vanderbilt gets the ball. They march down the field. They score. Vandy's up 7-0. LSU gets the ball and a guy that we've been talking about all season who ends up hurting his ankle. Justin Jefferson catches a pass from uh, Joe Burrow. Man, he's still that security blanket for Burrow, but not only that, you see the talent he has in his route running, his catchability, because that touchdown pass was a, a ball that it wasn't the best throw to him, you know? Yeah. And, and he makes the adjustment, and, and his hands are right there to get that ball. You know, I'll, I'll tell you this. A lot of people go back and they say, man, I didn't really like Jordan Jefferson. You know, we should have won the championship game. It's all Jordan's fault, blah, blah, blah. Jordan had a cannon for an arm, and Justin Jefferson was catching balls as a uh, as a fifth grader from Jordan when he was playing uh, high school and college ball. That's why his hands are so good because he was catching those rockets in the backyard, and Jordan was trying to take his head off. You know, yeah, yeah. no, uh, that's a good point. Good point. The only thing Justin could do was was to catch those balls. So I think that's helped with his hands. But overall, as a prospect, you're looking at a guy in Justin Jefferson that that's starting to creep into the top two rounds. I mean, right now. Um, I saw that he was listed as a third-round prospect if the draft was today. You know, I don't know how he's going to run, and, of course, that affects it all. But, you know, I, I think that everything we've seen from him, uh, if he continues to have this season against some elite defenses, uh, there's no reason that he shouldn't be a, a second- or first-round pick at the end of the season. Yeah, no, look, when I look at him, I see a second-round guy. I see a high mid-to-high second-round guy. Could he creep into the first? I think for him to creep into the first, Charles, he'd have to kind of maybe – Give us that four four. He'd have to run run a four four. Then I think he's a first round guy. Uh, but just looking at him and and looking at the talent uh, when I gauge him, I have him as a mid a mid guy in the second round. I think he's going to be a you know good asset to some NFL team. Well, LSU forces a three and out. They get the ball back. Uh, one play, sixty four yards, eleven seconds off the clock. Defense is back on the field after a Jamar Chase sixty four yard touchdown. Look, we talked about him. Uh, we we talked about him all preseason. Mm. This is what you expect from Jamar Chase. You know, just gets into the middle of the field, perfect pass from Joe Burrow, and he makes a move and he scores with ease. And, and you saw that a lot this game. Uh, you saw the, a, a speed level from Jamar Chase that I don't mm. think many people knew that he had. No, I mean that was the, that was the thing. He's finally be able to get the ball in space and show his speed. You know, guys that cover it close, like like myself and you, that we we know we know what Chase has got. We've seen the film. You know, we've watched him do those things. But you know, the average fan hasn't quite seen that yet. And he, uh, you know, he's a four four guy. I mean, he can run, and he showed that. Uh, he showed that this weekend, and he's just an athlete. He's explosive. He went up uh, this weekend again and caught caught a ball over the cornerback's head. Uh, it's just he's just an explosive athlete. Well, LSU forces another three and out. And, and look, here's a place where we can talk about the defense. Mm -hmm. That first drive, Vanderbilt faced a uh, defensive front where Neil Farrell didn't play and Tyler Shelton didn't play. I thought, you know, maybe LSU wanted to get some of these younger guys behind them some playing time in that first drive. 
and you see um, younger guys at that nose tackle position as well. They put in Tyler Shelvin and Neil Farrell in those two drives, two, three and outs. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think that it shows that LSU's talented up there. They just need to be healthy up there uh, to be consistent because you've had a healthy defense against Utah State, and they only gained 98 yards. And for the very beginning of that Texas game, and that's it. You have not seen a healthy defense entirely, and you won't see a healthy defense entirely for the rest of the season now with Todd Harris's injury um, and hopefully Michael Divinity, which will get more clarification next week. Hopefully he's able to come back rather sooner than later uh, because, you know, him coming off the edge I thought was important in this game. Charles, that was – I said it a couple weeks ago on the show that I would really like to see LSU go ahead and put Clark in the middle and move Michael Divinity back to the edge – how many times did I see him flash in this game? He flashed numerous times. He just looks comfortable there. He makes plays there. Now, you put him with Clevion Chase on on the other edge. Clark's getting some reps with Queen. I, like you said, we got injuries. I think come SEC play, Florida, Auburn, Kevin, full goal. I, I like it. I like what we got. We just got to get these guys healthy. Well, Monday night game is currently going on, Josh. I uh, needed the Bears defense to not put up 10 points, and they just got an interception for a touchdown. So <laughs> I, I lost well, that one. I lost well, that one. <laughs> luckily, the Bears are my defense on my fantasy team. Thanks for giving that update. <laughs> <laughs> well, LSU goes up 21-7 after a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire touchdown. I, a guy that you know we talked about pre-show, uh, you know, he is consistent. His offense fits him. And, uh, yes, he did have a fumble that resulted in a touchdown in this game. But Clyde is very consistent in terms of what you're going to get from him. And you know what you have in a back in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah. I mean, he's he's solid. He, and, you know, Coach O loves these type guys. You know, he's he's a junior. Uh, he's, he, he's he's done it. He's got the reps. Um, you know, and he took a little – that's not slack. You know, offense has been scoring a lot. But people want to see a little more out of Clyde. Not, you know, we said it before the show started um, – Look, he averaged 7.6 yards a carry, only on 14 carries, over 100 yards. He had a touchdown again. He did have the one fumble, uh, but he's, he's playing that role. But we see Emery with nine carries for 51 yards. Charles, I think we'll, we'll start to see that eventually tweet, you know, and I think where him and Emery are going to split carries and, and Ty Davis. Uh, but I, it's always nice, Charles, if we need to, if we need it, kind of like in the Texas game, that we can put him out there, you know he's going to be pretty solid for you, uh, you know, and so it's always a plus. Well, another pass to Jamar Chase as he scores on a 25-yard pass from Joe Burrow. LSU's up 28-7 at this point. They are rolling, uh, and Vandy is able to go down and kick a field goal um, after an 11-play, 52-yard drive, 337 off the clock, 28-10 at this point. LSU gets the ball, and they are forced to punt. Um, you know, you, you have uh, your first play, um, you get a, a first down to Racy McMath, some, mm-hmm. a guy that I want to talk about in a little bit. And then, you know, you get Leonard Fournette in there, you get one yard, uh, and then, you know, you get another first down on a pass to Stephon Sullivan. It was good to see him get some more involvement after last week, uh, where it was like, oh, man, who's number 10? It's like, it's, it's, it's a good thing to see number 10 out there again. And I think it's a guy they're going to have to take advantage of with the size and tight end matchups uh, with linebackers and safeties le- later on in the season. But then the offense kind of gets slowed down. You know, L- LSU takes out a timeout. They get a 10-yard penalty, and they aren't able to come back from that. Um, they have to punt, 
They forced Vandy to punt, and then LSU is stopped again, forced a field goal um, as Cade York uh, hits a 25-yard field goal. Forced Vandy to punt. LSU scores again uh, to go up 38-10. And, and look, Josh, I think that – or, yeah, they went up 38-10. And, and look, I think that this offense, it's something that fans are going to have to get used to is that Mm -hmm. you look in the first half alone – and here's your here's your total time of possession for all of these drives. Uh, for LSU's first drive, a minute thirteen off the clock. Uh, the next next drive, one play, eleven seconds. Five plays, one fifty six off the clock. Four plays, one fifteen off the clock. You know, there's not going to be a whole lot of clock eating by this offense, and, and that affects your defense. You know that when we get into the second half, we'll talk more about the defense, but that affects your defense having them on the field that much. You know, you can make adjustments, yep. right, Josh? But when you have two minutes to talk to your defense and then they're back on the field again, it's not like these long drives of 10 minutes where, you know, the defense gets a full rest, right? You know, mm-hmm. they're not breathing heavy at all anymore. And then they get coaching. They get time to look at things. No, they don't even have time to catch their breath and they're back on the field again. Yeah, no, Charles, you're, it needs, this needs to be said. You know, it, so people, you know, look at the defense – and I said it, last, I think, last week before that. We, people have to understand what we're doing here, that we're, we're scoring 65 and 66 points a game. So the defense, like you said, it's not – it's just going to be a little – we're going to give up a little more. It's because it's the nature of the beast. You know, if you think LSU is going to hold people to 10 points and 7 points like we were in the past, it's just more likely not going to happen. Because, like you said, these guys are constantly on the field, taking a lot more snaps. Um but, you know, look, the defense gave up 24 points yesterday. We see the 38, threw an interception, had the fumble. So the defense, our whole, gave up 24. wasn't perfect. But in the big scheme of things, Charles, we scored 66. People just need to calm down a little bit. You know, so that um, I, I like where the defense is going. It's the tackling that we thought, you know, we keep getting more into. But, um, you know, that's stuff that LSU can, can get right and clean up. Well, LSU gets the ball, kind of, you know, thought maybe they're going to try to score again up 38-10. Maybe they're not. Well, they hand the ball off, fumble return for a touchdown by Vanderbilt. Makes it 38-17 and a half. We kind of just talked about that earlier of the Clyde fumbling. Look, it's not something that we're used to seeing. It's a mistake. I'm glad it happened in a Vanderbilt game and not an Alabama game. Um, You know, that that's, uh, to me, that's more important, you know? Yeah, no, it it is. And you kind of seen, look, Joe and... Clyde, they were both kind of just like looking at each other, like what the, like you said, things are going to happen. Also, like we say, Charles, that you're snapping a ball a lot. You're moving a lot of quicker. So that's kind of, I expected a little bit of this rust, a little bit of this, you know, as they learn this offense. So, but like you said, that's, that's good at happening against Vandy. Well, Vanderbilt comes out, they try an onside kick. Yeah. And uh, Micah Baskerville, who had one hell of a game special team side, returns it to the Vandy one. LSU gets a false start penalty, and, and then they score a touchdown to Racy McMath. Josh, man, I, I know there were injuries in this game to our receiving core, but Racy McMath has been a guy that consistently throughout the season, his number's been called, and he's come up big for the Tigers. We. You know, I think we forget, Charles, that how, how deep we can we are at that wide receiver position. Last year was was when we kept saying, man, look how many wide receivers we got. You know, look look what we got. But this offense now is allowing us to see some of this talent. Racy McMath, 
and even surprised me watch, looking at him on the field, Charles. He's 6'3", 220, 225 pounds. I mean, he's an NFL wide receiver. So watching him out there, you know, in many ways, you're, he's coming in for Jefferson and playing some of that role. And in many ways, he's, he's, he's more, more of an SEC-type wide receiver. So, yeah, um, LSU's got some talent at that position. Well, LSU goes up 45-17. Vanderbilt gets the ball, three plays, 75 yards. They score on a 52-yard run from Keyshawn Vaughn. Josh, that was up the gut. I mean, mm. what do you take away from that touchdown by Vanderbilt? Yeah, I think some of this – this is where it comes into that I don't expect this from a Dave Aranda defense, some of those things. Look, I know we're going to get tired, but – some of, like I said, the tackling, not being in the right gap, should have been in an A gap. He was in a B gap, whatever that was on, on that play. Um, we, we have to clean that up, that you would hope when we get the starters back, um, we don't see it as, as much of that, especially the misassignments. Um, but, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn, he's, he's, a, he's a dude, man. And he could play for a lot of other SEC, you know, teams. He, he's, he's a real deal. So, and, uh, you know, he showed that against LSU. But, too many, too many arm tackles, too many missed tackles. You know, Coach Aranda's got to get that cleaned up. Well, yeah, no, I agree with you. You know, the defense made some mistakes there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, look, LSU gets the ball. They go and score again up 52-24 on 11-play, 75 yards, 356. It looked like they were trying to run the ball a little bit more. Maybe, you know, take the foot off the gas pedal. Look, LSU probably could have scored over 100 in this game if they really wanted to. <laughs> but uh, Jamar Chase scores his third touchdown of the day. Man, uh He's talented, Josh. He, he's really, really talented. Yeah. Uh, and then get back to Vandy on deep, on offense. Three and out for Vandy. They go to punt the ball, and uh, Michael Baskerville comes up again, and this time actually scores a touchdown. Uh, 23 had one hell of a day, man. Yeah, he's going to be, you know, when he'll end up seeing the field more, you know, n- next year. Um, he's still pretty young, but. Look, you could see that athleticism in Charles. So LSU is going to be okay once he he sees it. And he, and he has seen the field a little bit last year, and you know, in this year. But yeah, hell of a game. And you know, you see how excited Coach O was for these guys on special teams because he knows they don't get as many reps on the field. So you know, that's big. You know, that's big in a sense of recruiting too. You know what I mean? That looks good. That look, these guys, these younger guys are on the field. They're making plays. They're on TV. So all around, it's good when when those things can happen. Well, LSU, after scoring up 59-24, kicked the ball off to Vandy. Hey, Avery Atkins, he doesn't get mentioned a lot, which is a good thing, right? Uh, This guy is a touchback machine, and and he was last year again in this game. I don't think he had a a kickoff that was returned at all. I think they were all out of the end zone. Yeah, Uh, are are you getting Avery Atkins jersey? I might. I might have (laughs) to. You're always talking about him, so – it, it, I, the reason I am, though, is because, it, you know, this is a safety prospect that could kick. And, oh, and he's a guy where if, you know, it, let's say you're kicking in a windy situation into the wind yep. and, and you're worried about that, you're not at a disadvantage having a kicker out there. You know, in fact, you're in an advantage because you've got one extra guy that can tackle. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that's an advantage they have. But it's a position where we never saw consistency in terms of kicking the ball in the end zone, and we see it now. And I think it's something that, as fans, has been taken for granted um, so far the past two years. Look, man, let me say this, Charles, and you remember this. There was nothing worse when O got here, and, you know, he's trying to, trying to figure out his way, get this team together, rally the troops, 
and, you know, everybody's hype and opening kickoff, Campbell kicks the ball out of bounds and it just gives a bad taste to start the game off. How many times, you know, did that happen? And it's just, ugh. now you put your defense at the 40, you know, and so, yes, I'm, you know, I'm giving you a little slack about it, but no, I, to me, it's extremely important that they can game plan knowing for the fact that they're going to start on the 25 every single time. We don't have to worry about that. And you could, you know, you can game plan for that. So yeah, it's to me, it's a big deal. Well, Vanderbilt has some success as they're able to move the ball. Then they try to test Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley <laughs> finally gets an interception, his first one of his career at LSU. Uh, look, that guy, just just go off on Derek Stingley. You, you, you can say everything you want to right now, Josh, because I know you have a lot of good words for him. All right, look, I said this. <laughs> I I'd said this uh, weeks back, Charles, and I broke down his film for three hours. I know I said it on the show, and I left watching that film. He was the best defensive back I've I've watched in high school you know but now let's go back I'm Sean Taylor days you know um Charles Woodson I just thought he was on that level and some people said I don't know about that you know let's give it time four games in I think 99 percent of people you know have contacted me and said wow you were right um he's tied for the for the lead in in the nation now for past breakups passes defended he would. He'd probably be leading the country in interceptions if he didn't drop a couple. So that's on him. But, man, Charles, he's just – he's fun to watch. And, you know, I, I watch a lot of film, and I got to watch some of the game again today, just the first quarter. He's just – you just don't see it. It's so rare, Charles, for somebody to be a true freshman at 18 years old and to be able to play and hang with these guys. Uh, it's just – you just don't see it. So, man, it's, it's a pleasure to watch him, especially on film when I could break it down slowly and just see – you know, see how fluid he is and just, you know, I could keep going on and on, but it's a rare talent. I hope LSU fans need to really enjoy him because they only come around like, you know, once every 10, 20 years, a guy like that shows up. Yeah, I, and look, LSU just churns out these defensive backs. Here's another one that's going to be incredible. And look, a guy we didn't talk about it, this game is Christian Fulton, which as a cornerback, unless you make an interception, you don't want your name to be talked about at all. And, right. you know, Christian people have been – saying, oh, well, you know, Derek's been playing better than him, yada, yada. Well, I didn't hear Christian Fulton's name the entire game. So, you know, it's a good thing at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I thought the secondary, like, you know, they, they, they gave up a few plays and stuff. I know they want to clean up. But really where if I was going to get on anybody, it, it was the line, the front seven, um, where I thought, you know, was, was the, defense, the area of the defense that kind of took the heat this, uh, this week. But on the back end, it seemed like, you know, they were cleaning it up. Um, some of the missed tackles from the safety position um, from Grant and them guys, we got to get better at that. You know, that has to we have to clean it up as we get into, uh, you know, in, more in a conference play. But those guys are coming around. Look, Fulton is a first round talent. And people, I hear the same thing as you, Charles, you know that, that man, but he ain't even uh, playing to the level of Stingley. Take a step back. I'm, just, Stingley is a different, he's a different breed of, of cornerback. He's just rare. So it's okay if he's not playing up to Stingley's level. That's okay. Well, LSU gets the ball. They go three and out with Joe Burrow still at quarterback up 59-24. Didn't really think Burrow needed to be in there. Uh, then Vanderbilt scores another touchdown to make it 59-31. LSU gets the ball and seven plays. They, they're punting again with Joe Burrow back there. Look, Josh, I didn't think Burrow you know, needed to be in there. Um, but if there's any knock on the offense – was that you had a lot of incompletions, a few negative plays in those two drives. 
and, and they both resulted in punts. Um, against this Vanderbilt defense, I, I thought LSU actually punted more than they should have. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to get too nitpicky with them. We scored 66, but you know that's but you know that's that can be a good thing in this sense that now they got some stuff on film that Coach O can point to that these guys can work on work on this week. But you know, it's it's going to happen. The other other side, of the ball is going to play defense too. Um, but yeah, those couple times there when Joe those last couple times he had the ball, it, it could have been you know a little bit cleaner. But like I said, you know those guys play defense too. Well, LSU uh, forces a three and out after going uh, seven plays and punting the ball. And then we finally see John Emery on his first touchdown. Uh, man, did you see the video or, or, or remember John Emery's 21-yard carry? That, that's what I think people were waiting to yep. see. You know, that hesitation, burst through the mm-hmm. hole, make a move, and he picks up 21 on that long carry in this game. Uh, look, we talk about how talented, talented he is. Th- this is the first touchdown of many, you know. Yeah, no, you're you're right, Charles. And that's is like you said, that nice run he had when he made that little, you know, a little stop and go when he and it was just like, oh, I was like, OK, that's elite. It doesn't take much to tell that, OK, that's in, in some elite talent and expect, you know, nine carries for 51 yards. You know, expect more. I expect Charles that maybe to be 12 to 15 in uh, against Utah State. So I expect that to, to rise up, you know what I mean? And because he's just too talented. He's too good of a player for us us not to use him. He's that good right now. Well, LSU gets the ball. They're forced to punt again. Look, Josh, here's something, another nitpicky thing on the offense is you have a third and one. You run a, a guy like Ty Davis. I mean, that offensive line needs to get a better push. You know, there were a couple of short yardage, yardage situations in this game where I was like, man, we should have this first down on, you know, a third and two, a third and one. Uh, and they weren't able to get that push. It, it, look, it's just another nitpicky thing. But in terms of overall from that second unit on offense, uh, what you saw from Miles Brennan, what were your thoughts on him from this game? Are, are you trying to set me up here, Charles? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. It's funny. Huh? People reach out to me a lot after that. I just – look, I, I've been saying it. I'm a Miles guy. I really am. But at times he – you see why I'm a critic of him sometimes as well. It's that it just it just didn't look clean. It, it, he threw a pick six. And granted, I know it was probably it should have been a targeting call. I, I get all that. He threw one. He airmailed one again. He seemed like always have one or two of those when he comes in. Um, you know, it's just it's it's a work in progress, Charles. And if if Miles can't quite hone that in, you know, they uh, from what I've heard, and you know, Peter Parrish has has come on real well, and you. TJ Finley coming next year, Max Johnson. So I want to see Miles start next year and have the opportunity to take LSU as far as he can. But, you know, it's, I just don't know yet. I guess I just got to continue to just wait and see and, and see how much more. What, what, what's your opinion on it, Charles? I want to hear this. His arm's incredible. Yes. I think he's yes. got the best arm on the team. Now, look, something that, you know, Brady has said is that they're going to shift the offense to fit the players, not fit players into this offense. And so maybe, you know, you see a little bit different look with Miles Brennan. He's definitely not a guy that's going to tuck and run, although right. he's running this game. That's not him. You know, he's not an RPO type of guy because he's not a running threat at the end of the day. But that guy can sling the ball. And, um, uh, look, it, it's it's different to come into a game than starting the game. So maybe we'll see something different. Um, but, you know, I still expect a lot, you know? 
I do. No, I do. And that his arm is elite. Like you even said it. Like he has the best arm on the team, and it comes out of his hand. It reminds me of Dan Marino. I mean, he literally his comes off his hand that quick, and he spins it. I mean, what? He's, I mean, so good. And that's I want to see him succeed. You know, for LSU, it's just sometimes I see a beautiful throw, then it's so erratic. And Charles, you know, when you get into these big games against Florida, Auburn, Georgia, Alabama, it's it's those slim little things that can make you win or lose. So, you know, hopefully he can clean that up. Bears just got a fumble recovery. So your defense is doing really well. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, so, you know, game kind of wraps up. You, you talked about that interception uh, that um, that Miles threw. LSU gets an interception of their own as Jacoby Stevens makes a play. So let's talk about the safeties. Look, first yep. game without Todd Harris. I thought Jacoby Stevens played very well in this game. I thought he did. Look, we've seen more of that traditional two-safety look. I know we talked about that before we came on air here. That um, I'm going to go back and watch the film and just kind of see, did they, did they basically go all the way back to a traditional look? Because I don't, I don't remember seeing too many times where they were using three safeties, and maybe that's just because they're trying to find, find that guy. But I thought Stevens fit that, fit that role well, made a very athletic play. We, you know, he's really come into his own, and he's starting to look like that five-star guy week in and week out. Yeah, you know, and here's a nitpicky thing, and mm-hmm. maybe seen the wrong way, but I think maybe, and, and this is just, you know, a hot take, I guess you can say, I think Grant Delpit may have, may have played the worst at the safety position so far this year. Look, I, I hope everybody's listening. Y'all heard that, right? I wasn't going to come out there and say it earlier, okay? But if you want to throw it out there, um, I, I just think that, he just doesn't seem seem quite right yet, Charles. I don't know if it's if it's injury. I don't know if it's he's just thinking too much. Because you know when you wear that number seven, there's a lot of pressure on you. And uh, the honey badger talked about that. And it just seems like maybe he's pressing. You know, he's pressing too much. He wants to he wants to make every play. Um, you know, we know he's going to be a top ten pick in the draft coming up. So I, I think he'll get it right, man. He's just so so talented. Uh, yeah, he. He just didn't quite have it fully last couple of weeks, but I think we'll be okay. He's missed a lot of tackles. He has. That, he that's, has. That's, what, that's what's concerning to it me. Um, Get it but, out there, Charles. Say it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it, it's concerning, you know. But, you know, looking at the other things with the defense, you talk about the front seven. The front front seven had some bright moments, and they had some bad moments. You know, that, that long touchdown doesn't look good. But I look at a guy like Neil Farrell, who has four – tackles in the game has a, a tackle for loss and has three QB hurries things like that are things that I want to see um, the sack numbers uh, you see Damone Clark get one and a half went uh, in the half is split with Braden Fajoko and then Justin Thomas gets a sack uh, mm-hmm. a young guy and, and he also had a tackle for loss so things like that are things that I'm excited to see in terms of defense you know Something that, you know, really excites me is looking at it and seeing how many pass defense, uh, passes defense they had for the game. They had nine. Yep. Three by Derek yeah. Kingley, two by Tyler Shelvin. That shows that <laughs> that guy is, is, you know, the real deal in terms of what he's been able to do. Yeah, and Shelvin as a whole, Josh, I, I think he's really improved. Look, they talked about the weight issues and everything, and he worked hard to get that down. But overall, as a pass rusher and defending the run, Tyler Shelvin is eating up blocks. He's doing what a defensive tackle needs to do at that nose position. I, I, you know, that, that's something I like to see. Now, the question is on this defense, 
Where is Ica? He didn't play in this game, right? Yeah, yeah, I heard. I heard that he still got the he still got the walking boot on. And you know, a source today told me that if if you know this was the SEC championship game, he would have played. But they're just being cautious with him. That's what I was told today. Gotcha. Well, you know, you did get to see some play from the younger guys. Um, and, and I guess this could just be a, a deep dive into the defense. But you know, in terms of what you saw, you know, we talk about them not. Uh, you know, not having to be on the field, you know, for most of the game. Time of possession went in Vanderbilt's favor, like 33 to 28. Um, but, you know, you look at this defense, no, they did not give up 38 points, which people keep, you know, barking at me for. But they did give up 24 points. Mm-hmm. And 24 points to a Vanderbilt team that, yes, their offense is good, um, but it's still too many points, in my opinion, at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, I would like to see it more in the, you know, the 14 to 17 range, but – I expect this, Charles, that's why I was saying that when you're running this type of offense that we run, the defense is going to get tired and it's going to get winded. And on top of that, we've had trouble tackling. So, you know, here we are, give up 24 points of Andy. At the end of the day, I'm not going to, you know, we scored 66. So, you know. Yeah, I think that, you know, you have to be concerned about everything. But, you know, you know. It's uh, it's winning the game. That's what's most important at the end of the yep. day. So, you know, I, I don't know if you can continue to just bash the defense. I don't think that's, you know, something that's necessary. I think there are concerns, but I think that, you know, let me see a full defense. Let me see this defensive yep. line yep. get healthy, and let's see what they look like against Florida. I don't think they're going to, you know, put guys that are injured against Utah State. I think you'll probably see Chase Hall and Lawrence back for that game. And we'll find out more about Divinity um, as we get to hear from Coach O this week and next week. But, you know, let, let's see that full defensive front and, and let's see what they can actually do against a team that's going to try to run the ball. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get on them too hard, uh, like you said, until we can get most of the guys back and healthy. I did think, I did thought the guys played on the back end in the secondary. I thought they played a pretty good game overall. They cleaned some things up, so I was happy to see that. All right, so let's get into a couple of questions that we got. First one comes from Garrett. He said, should we really be praising the offense? I honestly love this offense. I really do. But is that awesome, counting we played three really bad defenses and one good one? Do we wait for more serious opponents to really judge or start now? Garrett, I'll, I'll start this one off and say, look, you know, that one good defense is Texas. Uh, at the end of the season, they probably won't look as good because they had a slew of injuries come out this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, but Texas was a good defense, and they had success against it. And, and, you know, it's not as much of, oh, we're putting up 66 points and these, you know, godly stats, and Burrow's a Heisman contender. He's leading the race right now. It's the mindset. Yep. You, know, you see this offense, they get the ball at the end of the half with a minute and 10 seconds left. They try to score. They don't just kneel the ball or hand it off and go into the locker room. You right, know, right. they are always trying to score. And, and, you know, you see at the end of the Texas game, they're not running the clock out. They're going to score. Uh, you, that's what you wanted to see is, is a mindset change. Yes, the spread is something that's been tried and, and things like that. But this is a total overhaul in terms of what we have wanted to see. And we're finally catching up with everybody else. And I'm glad that we have one of the best minds at it in Joe Brady. No, Charles, I think you answered that exactly how I would answer it. I, I don't, you know, is this off? Yes, this offense is extremely good, but it's the mindset, like you said, Charles. That's, you know, we have to understand. Are we going to score 66 against Alabama? No, but we have an opportunity now, if we need to, 
to beat Alabama in a, you know, a 38 to 39 game, a 41 to 38 game. It's the mindset that now we can go out there and if we have to, we can get in a shootout and, you know, possibly be on the winning side now. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, you know, that, it, that's something that you're not concerned about. Hey, if you can bet now, I take the over on that Alabama-LSU game, uh, especially the way both of those defenses are looking right now. Yeah. Next question is, are you worried about our running game not being able to close out a half? Do you think that's because running out of the shotgun is a different skill? Uh, running out of shotgun, in my opinion, is easier for these running backs. Josh, what, what's your, um, your ideas about this running game? Look, I think uh, you, overall, I think when you look at it, it's, it's where it needs to be. Could it be a, a little better? Of course. We always want it to be a little better. But um, each week, they're improving on their uh, average yards per carry. Like you said, 180 yards rushing this week. Uh, you know, Clyde's averaging over seven yards a carry. You look at Emory, over five yards. Price, over four and a half, almost five yards a carry. Look, I'm not, I can't complain about that. I think the running game is right where it needs to be. And I think this goes back into what I was talking about earlier. Some of the LSU fans are just old school, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. We're not used to quite seeing us run the ball like that. Um, but this is what we're going to have to get used to. I'm happy with the running game. I would like to see a little bit. Clyde just sometimes – Clyde don't have the top end speed, let me say it. Clyde's not a 4-4 guy. Uh, but let's hope Emory can kind of be the game breaker at the running back position we, later on in the season where he can slip through some of them holes and take it to the house. Next question is asking about Ed Ingram coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, Ed Ingram coming back to make our O-line suddenly deep with all the experience these guys have. Josh, I think that's that guard position. You see Hines taking snaps at center in case, you know, maybe something with Cushenberry happens. I think that the, the interior of the line right now is, is really deep, and you're comfortable with, like, four to five guys right there right now. Yeah, no, I think you're you nailed it, Charles. That you bring uh, Ed Ingram back there, you put him in there at, at the guard position. Like you said, they've been having Hines take take snaps. Uh, you know, getting him back, LSU is going to be really solid. That you, you see, Adrian McGee had a you know about as good of a, a highlight tape as you can have for an offensive lineman in a football game. So um, I tweeted about him today. He's been two pancakes in one snap. Doesn't that's happen. yeah. Yeah. That doesn't happen often. Uh, he became a Twitter legend this week after that game. So no, but it, and, and even him, like I, I tweeted today, he's been very, they can put him where they need to go. And he plays, he plays pretty solid. So LSU's interior of the offensive line is, is, you know, I think we're a plus right there. It's the left tackle and right tackles that I want to continue to see those guys improve. Luckily this offense, they get the ball out of their hands so quick. Um, you know, when you're a tackle, that's that's a plus. Yeah, you know, I think right tackles played really well. Deculus has played well. That left tackle position, you know, with injuries, suspensions and stuff, uh, mm -hmm. Sadiq hasn't played in every game. Um, but, you know, I think you've got a good backup there. So I think at tackle, you know, you've got three guys. You're definitely more, you know, deeper at that interior offensive line position. But, look, I, I – I, I'm comfortable with where the offensive line is at right now. Yeah, look, I, that was one of our major concerns, Charles, going into the season. We talked about that quite a bit. Look, we're four games in. We haven't really mentioned one time where, you know, like the line has just played a, you know, an atrocious half. And, and that, this, this offense helps that. You know, that's, that's what's nice about this offense, making them quick reads. But I think overall we have to be happy with the offensive line at this point. And last question is asking, if you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing on this team that would give it the best shot at making it to the promised land, what would it be? 
I'll let you go first, Charles. No, nah, I'm letting you go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, if I could have one thing. You know, I, I, if I could have one thing, I'd say I would like like to see LSU use the tight end position because I don't think I've ever seen it <laughs> in all the years. I, if there was something I could add, I wish we, we were able to use a tight end position almost like like the Saints like to use it when they're you know when they're hitting on all cylinders. I, I think the tight end position's starting to get used more. You know, you, you oh saw, it is. It is. You, you saw more passes going to Thaddeus Moss. Um, I think he dropped a touchdown, if, if I remember correctly. You know, Stephon Sullivan's number has been getting called. We, we talked about that. Josh, if I would change one thing, it would be depth on the defensive line. Uh, because I think your top four or five guys are, are very talented, and then it's a drop-off. And right now you've got three of those guys or two of those guys out. And I think that's concerning. And then you look at, on the edge at outside linebacker, yeah, look uh, – you know, Chase Hall's coming back, but how long is Divinity going to be out? You know, that, that could be another concerning issue. I think you have more depth on that outside linebacker, but I think there's some depth spots on that defense, the, the uh, defensive side of the ball right now that could be concerning. Defensive line being one of them and cornerback as well. Uh, you have very unexperienced uh, guys behind um, Fulton and Stingley right now. And, and you know, where, where do you go from there? is my question, you know? So yep, yep. I, I think that there are some things um, that you can fix in recruiting and look at the, you know, you got all those cornerbacks last year. And there's a reason because you didn't have depth. And, and we all saw that in that bowl game uh, when you were starting a receiver uh, at cornerback, you know, but you look at the defensive front, you got guys that are going to be leaving. You've got a really deep defensive line class right now. So I think that it's things they're going to fix. They're targeting issues that are issues on this team. You know, they need to target offensive tackle, but that's that, we'll save that for another day. But, um, you know, Josh, I, I thought another good win for LSU. They've got a bye week this week. You know, heal some guys up, uh, get ready for SEC play as, you know, you got Utah State and then Florida's coming to Baton Rouge. No, I think this bye week, Charles, comes at a, at a perfect time. We got guys nicked up hurt you know uh terrence marshall had surgery on his foot i think it's a perfect bye week we we know who we are as a team now you know it's obvious through four games that we've completely revamped the offense the defense has got some things to work on let's get healthy let's get healed up let's get ready for utah state uh with that being said i think oh he's going to manage like you said it's players the injuries um we should be able to go in and beat utah state even if we don't have all the starters and just prep for you know get guys healthy for florida Josh, what do you think about that Utah State game? 11 a.m. kickoff? I mean, I, I thought we weren't doing those anymore. I'm not seeing that today. 11 a.m. kickoff. Look, I will uh, I'll say this about uh, Utah State. I watched first half of their game against San Diego State. The quarterback for Utah State, it is, he's a pro prospect. Love. He can throw it. He can spin it. He can throw it. He has good touch. So um, I'll break down some more film. But um, he is he's going to be – that that secondary it's it's going to get uh, you know somewhat of a test back there so but it'll be good that i i'm glad because we'll be playing he'll be they'll be playing an elite quarterback you know the week before florida so that'll be nice well josh as we wrap up uh y'all need to make sure y'all follow josh on twitter at lsu truth and check out his website lsu 
Josh, you got anything coming out in the site this week? Look, I was just saying that just stick with me here. We're going to we're getting the site revamped just not too much longer. Um, so as soon as that happens, I'll make sure everybody knows and we'll start pushing out some new content. Looking forward to it, Josh. Uh, y'all make sure y'all follow the Primetime Podcast on Twitter at Primetime underscore pod. Follow us on um, uh, on all media outlets as uh, you can catch us on Stitcher. You can catch us on SoundCloud. You can catch us on Spotify uh, and iTunes as well. Rate, review, subscribe if you haven't done so already. But for Josh Samoyne, my name is Charles Reese, your host. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy the bye week, and we'll catch y'all next week. <laughs>